Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. Every day the newspapers look for stories about IVF. We seem to be very, very popular either people criticising IVF or looking for bizarre stories associated with the technology that has been now around for 40 years. There'll be a lot of stories in the next month or so as Louise Brown, the first IVF baby, turns 40. I understand she's even got an agent to deal with her fame. So in the recent newspapers, there's an article out of the States about a woman that had just given birth with a donor embryo. That's not particularly newsworthy, but what we discover as we read on is that the embryo was frozen in the year that she was actually born herself. So the embryo was frozen in 1992. The parents of that embryo had their babies and had a spare embryo, but never thought it dispose of it and it sat there they obviously gave permission for it then to be donated and the recipient was 25 years old and delivered a baby that could have been her best friend newsworthy but not particularly scientifically clever other than proving that once you freeze an embryo it is there potentially forever Imagine a child being born in the year 2100 that was actually created in the year 2000. I suspect it might happen if, because parents are reluctant to dispose of embryos. 
interestingly today I had a couple who I delivered their babies 14 and 16 years ago after IVF and they still had two embryos remaining. That was when she was 23. Having had two babies by the age of 26, they decided that they would dispose of the two frozen embryos, which is a pity really because 14 years on, they've come back to me to tell me that they now want to have a baby. She's 40 and now we're going to go through an IVF cycle. How people's thoughts about children do change. But the technology's there and they want to use it. There was a story in the newspapers recently, a baby being born to a late 40s Chinese woman who happens to be the mother of a set of parents who had embryos frozen, but unfortunately they died. So what she's done is be the surrogate for this embryo, even though the parents are no longer in existence. What do we think about that? <laughs> that certainly caused a bit of stir in the world media. We keep on getting situations that really are quite abnormal. Women in their 70s having children. It's all technically possible, technologically possible. Is it moral or ethically correct? A woman in Melbourne who went to India and had a baby at the age of 70. She can afford it. Her husband is a retired surgeon. It turns out that her daughter, aged in her late 40s, was incredibly supportive and is quite comfortable about becoming the carer in the long term for that child. But is it right? Well, they did all the right things in some senses, and a child will certainly never lack support, both financial and emotional. But turning up to kindergarten with your 75-year-old mother is just a bit bizarre. But that's what technology brings us. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.